0: I'm here with Keith from Break.com, and Keith's going to tell us a little bit about um, him and his business and and what he's been up to. So, Keith, why don't you take it away?
1: Uh, Great. Well, I think by way of introduction, uh, uh, last week, Break actually transitioned from being Break.com to Break Media, Um, and Break Media, the transition was made primarily because um, in addition to Break, we now uh, own and operate a total of, of four sites. Um, which I can go into a little bit. Um, and we've also created uh, an ad network specifically targeting uh, men 18 to 34. Uh, and so when, we, you know, when advertisers come to us, um, we can offer them a, a variety of uh, niches and psychographics to advertise against, as well as um, just offering them pure scale. Um, in total break, uh, media now reaches, I think, 38 million uh, unique visitors a month globally and 25 million unique visitors a month domestically. So, it's, uh, you know, our, our goal is to try to become, you know, a, a dominant entertainment brand for, you know, men 18 to 34, both from an advertiser standpoint and a, and a user standpoint. Um, so what would be your
0: total, your total monthly visitors then?
1: If you count, uh, you know, uh, the wholly owned sites uh, and the network itself, it's, I think, 38 million globally, um, and domestically it's 25 million.
0: So, so, glo- so globally by that you mean the total is...
1: That, yes, worldwide, worldwide.
0: So that means um, Fark.com, with his one million a day, he's he's in you know 30 million a month. So he's at a a pretty solid range.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean it's you know I think on a daily basis, if we add up the total reach. So this is the the, uh, unique visitors who stop by every single day, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know or or at least once a month. I think in total number of pure visits, if I add up across the properties, it's probably you know, in the neighborhood of 130 to 150 million visits a month. Um, You know, because we've got a fairly loyal audience for certain properties that come back all the time. I think the average person comes back to Break.com itself, I think, four and a half times a month. Um, And, you know, we've got a couple of more niche sites. One's called Holy Taco, which is men's entertainment, and one is called Cage Potato, you know, which is mixed martial arts. And, you know, the, the people who come back there come back almost daily. Um, And then if you look at some of our network partner sites, they're very similar. They've got um, some fairly significant engagement figures. Um, So I think Break itself does about 50 million or 54 million uh, total visits a month to 20 million unique visitors. So does that differential make sense? Like what's, you know, what, you know, so we have some guys who come back more often than others.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I I have to ask these kind of dumb questions because I don't yeah. quite understand your model that well. And I'm sorry for that. Um, so your um, your 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 leader site, your main site is break. dot com, and then holy h o l y t a c o. dot com is another.
1: Yeah, I mean Yep, is another, and the and the, the the last one which we just uh, launched about a week ago is called Chickapedia, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a it's a wiki for celebrity females. So, you know, the goal is to be the <laughs> largest celebrity database. It's uh, yeah, you can't you can't get a much better name, um, and you know if you if you have ever have a chance to visit the site, uh, you'll see why people are coming back a lot. It's um, you know, it's completely user generated, uh, it's completely user moderated, um, but there's already I think over 1,600 celebrity profiles on there.
0: I'm just trying to keep me typing it. Um, yeah, it's the kind of site that we all laugh at and say, "Oh, that's just garbage. i never visited something like that. But then all, we, we all secretly go and visit it anyway.
1: You know, it's like, there, are few high, there are very few high-concept uh, things on the Internet that are left. And so, you know, there's very few things you can just say the name of something and suddenly everyone gets what it is. that you can actually acquire the domain name and build a useful product around. Like by the time you intersect all those circles, um, there's not very few. So when we found one that we... Uh, we believed in, we were very excited for it, and we went out and pursued it full force.
0: So I'm looking at the Jessica Alba page right now. <laughs> A nice picture of it. So this is so this is your users have gone in and they're, what, writing her bio and adding more photos and stuff to the profile? Is that basically what happens to them? uh
1: That's it. And I mean, I think, my guess is this page has been protected, meaning only registered users can edit it. Um, uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, a wiki is completely edit- editable. Um, and, um, but it's, you know, it's if you're a registered user, you can go and update and, you know, put whatever you want on the page. And if you say something nasty, it'll probably get uh, changed by another registered user.
0: How do you deal, I mean, you've got a lot of photos here, and Wikipedia sometimes has trouble getting photos. How do you deal with the copyrighted stuff?
1: You know, it's, um... It's under d m c a you know the nice thing about being a wiki anyone can put it up and anyone can take it down, <laughs> so if the copyright owner comes by, they can just take down the picture um you know obviously when you upload a picture to us you're you're you know claiming that you own own the rights to it and um you know in cases where that's not true the the best part about wiki software is you know it is completely open, so um people can go in and just delete whatever pictures they want even if uh, even if they don't own it, they can do that unfortunately. <laughs>
0: So to, to understand your model a bit better, then, so you have um, so you have four sites: Cage Potato, Holly Taco, Chikipedia and um, Break.com. Would that, that, are yep. they your main four sites? Do you have any other big
1: ones? Uh, not not at this point, we don't. And then we have a network. I mean, then we have a network of sites that we sell advertising for, and that's another 20 sites, um, which are, we don't have to go into each one. But you know, in, in essentially verticals that we had advertisers who wanted to spend money, we went out and found partners who had also large audiences. And the, the model uh, I'm, is... I'm
0: fascinated by a site like break.com. I mean, <coughs> you're out there, you've got this monster amount of traffic, and you've got a great domain name. Um, how, how does it make money, and, and can you talk about what kind of money that actually makes? I mean, you, your Alexa rank, as I'm looking at right now, is 412. Um, how good of a model is it? Um, well, it's,
1: it's great. I mean, we've got... So for break, break, break specifically, we get anywhere between, you know, one and a quarter million and one and a half million people a day. Um, and we show anywhere from... You know, I think page impression wise, we do anywhere from you know fifteen to thirty million page impressions a day. So we've got a fairly massive amount of inventory. Uh and the inventory is all for a, a demographic that is you know, not watching T V anymore and you know spending a lot of time playing video games um, and on the internet. And so we've built a really successful advertising model around um, helping advertisers reach that demographic and, and entertain um, and and engage them. And so, you know, we started selling, you know, originally when we first started, we just leveraged uh, advertising networks, you know, which are third-party networks that just fill your inventory. Um, In July 06, we hired our first salesperson, and we now have a team of eight salespeople um, and about 12 people that support them, or 12 to 25 people. So we, um, you know, in in total, we've got a fairly significant uh, ad organization, um, and you know, we go out and we 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 try to sell ads and you know and create experiences for advertisers trying to reach the audience. So, you know, I think you know right now we're running campaigns for you know some some clients who are in the entertainment space like TBS and um, Paramount Pictures. And at the same time, we're running campaigns for people in the in the fast food space. We just finished something with Burger King. Um, yeah, you know, but you know, alcohol. Anybody trying to reach you know people who are 18 to 34 um, become our advertisers. Um, but it, it's it is a very good model if you have the scale. If you are not as large as we are, it is very difficult to justify hiring uh, a sales force. <laughs> and when you look at the network properties that are our partners, the reason that we uh, sell their ads for them is because it just wasn't cost effective for them to build their own, um, to build their own uh, sales teams. I mean, it took us two years uh, and cost us, you know, well north of three million dollars to build our sales organization.
0: So so, why do it? Why not just work with um, Guerrilla Nation or with um, John Bat- Batali, um, Federated? Someone like him. Yeah, why, why why bother going out and managing your own, and building your own sales force? Why not get one of those guys to do it for you?
1: Because with Break we felt we had a, the kind of property that you could build. You can build a build a much larger base off of. Um, you know, if you look at you know whether it's the, the traffic figures or the engagement figures or the loyalty figures, you know we have such a strong audience. And if you let anybody, uh, any of those guys control um, control your access to the advertisers, you're naturally limiting yourself. Um, on top of that, we knew that w- at one point we would leverage this audience and start new properties. And so, you know, it's okay if you just have one site, but it, at some stage if you run five properties um, and, you know, in total you're reaching, you know, 25 million people, uh, you can really justify the cost of it and, and. um you know, we crossed that critical threshold about the time we hired our first sales guy. Uh, up until then, you know, we weren't sure. Um, we, were, we were in the same boat that a, a, lot of site, a lot of site owners are, which is, you know, you know are you going to cross the threshold to, to the point at which it makes sense to invest in people? Um, but for, you know, for somebody of, you know, a, a normal website size, which it, and there are thousands of these, it gets anywhere from, you know, zero to two million unique visitors a month. Um it absolutely makes sense to partner with um partner with somebody whether it's Brake or Guerrilla Nation or Federated or uh, Glam or somebody else to handle your sales. Right. I mean selling ads is a so tough it's, business. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: selling ads is it's a, a tough business. A,
1: yeah. So
0: Yeah, well uh, so um do you, maybe we could talk just talk a little bit more about Break, because that's um that's the model I'm really I'm really intrigued by if you don't mm-hmm. mind and then we can go on to talking about how you sell ads and how you manage
1: that. Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah, um, so, so so go ahead.
0: Well, break itself. I mean, how many people are behind break, and can you talk about some of the the revenues behind it? Um,
1: So, break, break itself. You know, full-time people devoted to the site. um, You know, I don't even know. It's somewhere. You know, it's probably thirty-five. But you know, a lot of that is sales. A lot of of that is salespeople. Um, You know, break started out. Trying to be exactly what it is, which is we never started out trying to be YouTube. <laughs> we started out trying to be um, a video entertainment destination for guys. And we did it because back in 04 when we were really starting out, there was not any place that you could, uh, n- no great place where you had a great user experience and good content. Uh, none of the traditional media companies had really put up, you know, really strong video sites yet. And we just wanted a place where we could go and watch funny videos and be immature. (laughs) Um, And the site, you know, the site traffic, you know, was modest at first. And then what we started doing was buying original videos um, from the audience, and that that was really a differentiator at first, and still remains remains a differentiator, which is if you upload a video to Break and we feature it, uh, we will pay you for your content. Um, You know, we we pay anywhere from two hundred to two thousand dollars for a video. and, you know, we've paid out, I think if you go to the site, you'll see well north of a million dollars to people. Um, and, you know, we've built technology in the back end that handles, um, you know, that sort of filters through the content and, and lets us know which videos to feature. So we don't have, actually have anyone here watching all these videos. Um, you know, we get thousands of submissions, so it would be it would be prohibitive to do that. Um, and I think by by having an audience that, you know, watches and rates the videos, and by building a community around men, we, we managed to grow really, really quickly. Um, and it, it became sort of a virtuous cycle of more people were giving us good content, the more people that gave us good content, the more people that came to the site, <laughs> the more people that gave us good content. Um, and now we're legitimately one of the most important places, I think, online to distribute content if you're trying to reach the male demo. Um, you know, you could put an equivalent video on YouTube's homepage and our, and our homepage, um, and they might get slightly more video views, um, for the video, but you know they're not going to get many more views, and our, ours will all be of a particularly focused demo. So that's why you see people and, and content creators, in particular, coming to us to to work and try to figure out how they can reach our audience. Um, you know, in terms of money, we don't really disclose um, you know, how much money we make, but um, you know we, we you know we have a, we've, we've got a fairly large team here. We we didn't raise any capital until July of this year. Um, so you, you know, so so revenue has been substantial enough that we've afforded that we were able to build the business and grow it and hire out a, a pretty decent-sized staff. Um, I think we have 70 75 people now um, without really raising money. So um, it, you can do the math there if you if you have a P&L and know how much people cost in Los Angeles, <laughs> which is where we're based.
0: That's what counts. Um, so, how, how did you get started? I mean, w- was it a couple of you guys in the basement, or where did, where did it actually come
1: from? No, not at all, not at all actually. Um, so, I spent a bunch of years up in Silicon Valley where I helped start a company. I worked at a company called Classifieds 2000 that got bought by Excite. And then I helped start a company called BuildPoint that got bought by eBay. Uh, and then I, I started a company called, called OnePage that was bought by Sybase. And uh, I really wanted to um, do something more fun than... Uh, what we were doing at one page, which was corporate software, and I moved down to l a, and I started playing a lot uh, uh, on the internet and looking at video. Um, and I found this site that I really, really loved called called Big Boys. and i you know, I, I literally called I called the guy up or I emailed him and I said, "I love what I love your site. Can I partner with you?" And uh, he said, "Sure." And so we became partners, and you know a little later on, we brought in a, a third friend of ours uh, of mine, and um we've been building up a business ever since and he still works um, out of his home in Huntley, Illinois and there, you know we've built the staff and the team out here in, in Los Angeles um, but it really was you know I found a product I really really liked I called the guy up and I, I asked how we could uh, work together uh, and the rest is you know just basic building the business from there um, So your, so
0: Break.com used to be, was it BigBoys.com?
1: Yeah it used to be, it, it was even worse than that. it was Big-Boys.com <laughs> which is um, you know it was you had to, you had to actually remember to type in the dash or you couldn't even find us
0: cuz i think i do remember that site
1: yeah no i mean it was it was great it was it, the, we had to switch the name though because we couldn't get the name without the dash um so
0: you was the com?
1: yeah we went well you know it was, we we went out early early on and and decided to, to you know if we're going to if we're not going to win win get in the name we better have a, an alternative so
0: May,
1: may I ask what? May I dare ask what you paid for the domain? Um, a, a lot. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. In the, enough that we had to get it, um, but it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, it didn't break the bank. Yeah, right. But you know, we're not, it's not Drugs.com. We didn't pay eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Oh. There's, some, there's some expensive domains out there.
1: Um, <coughs> yeah, I think all, right. all, all, um, of them, all of them are expensive nowadays.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so include- and and so this is this started out as a partnership between you and bigboys.com, and then you you what became CEO and turned it into Break dot com is that yeah
1: and, and, and but I mean but you know the, the, you know the guy the guy from Big Boys still works with us um, he's a great great guy
0: how does he think of the direction now because I guess he had something he was running out of his basement in Fort he? and now you've gone and made it into a bigger company
1: um, you know I think yeah you know, still part owner so he's pretty happy <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I mean, I think he'd be less happy if he didn't own it. <laughs> own some of it.
0: Hmm. And is he is he in Los Angeles as well?
1: No, no, he's he's still based in Chicago. I make uh, it whenever when it's warm I make it out to Chicago or um, uh, and and see him and you know. But uh but he, he you know, he doesn't he hasn't he has only come out here one time. It's one of those very internet y relationships where we've only met a couple times but we've been working together uh, every day for a number of years. That's
0: interesting. So that's, a, that's an interesting point right there. So he's someone that's basically it's his mind and it's his personality that built the site. And now and now you're running it. How, do, do, does he is he the one that makes the final decisions on what runs on the site or how does that sort of work?
1: I mean, he's definitely he's definitely influential. Um but you know it's it was one of those things where he had he had a good voice and he had a good um good eye for for editorial um and I, what we managed to do so it wasn't one guy having to focus all day. We managed to Sort of grow it and institutionalize it um, and you know so I, I don't I don't think there's any you know, I, I don't think he's involved every day in picking out what you know which content we feature and but you know the, the I think what he really did was he he figured out how to appeal to the 15 year old boy and all of us, <laughs> and we've done a good job of sort of you know institutionalizing how to how to make immature content um, across a number of different properties, not just break but on the other ones as well. But yeah, I think sorry. I mean, I think the other the other big thing is you know we really did listen to the community. I I am a big believer that you know if you have a site and people are telling you stuff every day, whether it's in what they watch, where they go, what they do, I think what we both were really strong at was was figuring out what the people in our audience wanted and didn't want, (laughs) and you know not not just imposing our own tastes on them. So I would say more so than anybody's in particular editorial voice, it was the community's voice. Um, which is why we're, we're we're really good at understanding what men like to do and what they like to watch and what they like to read because you know, we're, we're very good at you know, understanding what's happening on our own properties and figuring out what that means for you know, what the properties should be.
0: Yeah. So um, so this is, so there's a team of 35 behind Break.com that keeps it running and selects the videos and puts up new stuff. Is that
1: right? Um, you know, I'm trying to – we have so many different properties now and so many different initiatives – you know, it's hard to know where one starts and one and one stops. Quite honestly, but I think yeah, it's probably about right. It might even be it's probably closer to 45 if I think about it and yeah, more clearly. And
0: are you doing? Are you innovating? Are you doing new stuff on the side, or is the main thing to focus on the advertising and then and then to to bring in new properties?
1: Um, I mean, I think we're, we're we're always trying to figure out cool new products, and um, you know, we 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 have. In a lot of ways, I think we have the most advanced flash player out there for watching videos. We've we've got probably the best recommendation system for content. Um, So if you you sum up a video, you'll get some really cool videos um, that are relevant to you um, based on collaborative filtering. Um, You know, we've got um, some great mobile products, um, and a lot of people access the content on the site through either WAP or or the iPhone. Um, So we're we're continuing to innovate on the break front uh, on the product-wise. Um, but, you know, everything we do on the innovation side really is oriented around how we can serve our audience more effectively. Um, so we, we try to, you know, we try to figure out what, what guys are doing uh, on the Internet and offline uh, and try to make sure that we are, you know, we're, we're doing a good job, you know, helping them, hel- helping create products for them. So...
0: Hmm. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. One thing here's one thing I, I don't understand that I, I, I want to ask you because maybe you can help me understand this. I, I see these sites and I know because I know one of the issues with a site like Break is you, you have a lot of traffic, but sometimes um, driving a lot of revenues is hard. Um, and one of the things that we do with with just with a, a general direct response business model is you have a, you have a lot of people coming and let's say that they're looking at your products and maybe considering buying them, and then some and then a certain percentage of those it's, it's called the funnel. So a certain number will spend $10 with you, a certain number will spend $100, a certain number will spend $1,000, and a certain number will spend $10,000, and some will spend $100,000. And you, as long as you have enough people coming through and there's this funnel all the way through, there's certain numbers of people that will, sp- will pay for things at different price points. Um, and I don't see FARC or any of these... I mean, FARC has its members section, which drives a little bit of revenue but not much. But I don't see much with these sorts of sites doing that sort of stuff. Uh, the most I seem to see is, is T-shirts. Can you, can you help me understand the thinking of why you're not doing those kinds of
1: things? Um, I, I think there's two reasons. One, we, you know, you know we, we do partner with guys who do that, I think is, is the short answer. You know, we, we, you know, we, you know LA has, has got a huge direct response uh, community, as, as I'm sure you know. And so, you know, we, we're, we're taking meetings all day long with people who, um, who we think of products and services that, you know, can, will appeal to our audience. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I don't, I don't know if hand um, examples of, of either one, um, but, you know, I think we're very good about trying to test things um, and help other people achieve the funnel and, and, you know, achieve getting people through that funnel and, and getting, you know, our fair share. Um, in terms of, you know, why we're not out trying to do that in tr- for products for ourselves, um, it's just simply a resource allocation issue. Um, you know, we, we probably could sit around and figure stuff out, uh, and it might even be, be worth it to, to do that, but, you know, in any given day when you've got uh, millions of people coming to your site and they're complaining and they're, they're, you know, they have features that they want to see and they've got products and you've got advertisers you're dealing with they want stuff, it, it's hard to take a step back and say, you know, what should we what else should we be doing that's just not completely related? Um And so we try to, you know, we know what we're going to, we know we're not going to, we try to meet with a lot of people um, who, uh, you know, who are doing exactly what you described, and we just try to help funnel our traffic over to them. But it's... It's about uh, focus,
0: basically. Sigan? It's about focus. That would be the main reason you're not doing
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, one of the the early partners we had really, really early on is, um, you know, the guys from Double Your Dating. Um, And we would run tons of campaigns and promotions with them. Um, And, you know, we still... You no, know, it's, it's uh, still something we, we do on, on occasion, and, you know, certainly as different products approach us, we're, we're always looking for a way to maximize, um, you know, maximize the value of the audience, but also to try to find products and services the audience actually likes. Um, you know, if we can help, you know, give our audience some, some uh, and help introduce them to a product, we, you know, that helps our brand equity as well.
0: Yeah, because I, I was thinking about it just before this call today. I mean, a, a TV station doesn't do that. You don't get a, a TV sh- a T-shirt from, you know, nobody cares about T-shirts from ABC. Right. Um, you know, that would be kind of dumb. But some websites do that, and I think they do okay. But, it, I mean, I just, I, I guess maybe I feel like the Internet should be different and, you know, why can't you have, like, the, the break.com, you know, L.A. party or... You know, there's the there's the, the break like learn tra- training seminars on how to make your own videos and that kind of stuff. But they, they,
1: well, yeah, you awesome. absolutely can, absolutely, and it, it, it literally is just as, as it becomes a focus issue. Um, right. And um, you know, you know, college humor done a really good job on the t shirt side. Yeah. Um, you know, leveraging that business, um, but it's you know, it's it's hard to it's hard when you have so many different things going on, and, and I feel like what you're talking about is is what people do in phase you know one and a half or two of their business which is right now we're just building audience and scale um, and I think you know in two years we'll figure out you know how we can leverage them um, and in what other ways we can you know we can profit them in a lot in a lot of ways if you think about like our the, what we're doing on the mobile um, front it is it is kind of it is kind of leveraging you know we get that's a transactional business when people watch our videos on certain phones we get paid um, it's just it's just yeah, it it was low hanging fruit.
0: <laughs> yeah, someone know, was else was doing it. I, I I completely agree with you when when you talk about focus' There's too many people who aren't focusing properly, and so I certainly, certainly yeah. respect that. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about the advertising, what what percentage of your site would be um, sold all as like brand high CPM advertising, and how much do you run as remnant, and how much do you run as AdSense?
1: You know, I I don't know, and I'm sure if I did, the answer would be it depends on the day. Um, you know there are certain phases and in, in life cycles where products, you know, where, where, where you know a lot of stuff happens in the in the in the world. So I'm sure over the holidays it was almost 100% <laughs> branded. Um, you know, in, in January it's it's probably a little a little less. Um, and, and it's also a function of how fast we we grow on a month to month basis. So, you know, it's a, one of the one of the most interesting issues with the internet is just pure forecasting of inventory. Um, it, you know, you have a, a really strong month. Or in particular for a site like like Break, where where you know certain things become very viral, and you can you can have an extra 30 or 40 million impressions a month that you didn't, you didn't count on having. Um, you know that stuff usually ends up as remnant just because uh, it's not like I can get on the phone and fill fill that with a branded advertiser. Um,
0: like so if you get on the dig or something like that, that's where you get a ton of volume.
1: Yeah, I mean, or you just have one video that pops. You know, it's like, or or but if you have you have a bunch of videos that pop, it suddenly you know you literally just end up with a ton more traffic and you know, it's not monetizable really it's a, it's sort of like when a tv show has an unexpected hit <laughs> you know it's great that the advertiser benefited but you know it's not like the network sold more ads around it for the first episode uh,
0: so. Right. so what you so the spiking traffic isn't that interesting you want to, you want consistent
1: well yeah well i mean it, it you always want as much traffic as you can but the the spiking traffic is is harder to monetize whether it's remnant or otherwise because you're, you're just not prepared for it.
0: And so, so you need stuff where you can go to someone like T-Mobile and, and talk with them about a campaign, and they come back to you with brand objectives that they want to achieve, and then you work it into the, the site and build things. You got things it. Yep. That's that's basically where you're spending your time. Is that right?
1: Yep. Yep. And you know, and they benefit. They benefit from the spikes, You know, because they'll, you know, if they, uh, if it happens to be that there was a, uh, you know, a, a big day, they'll get, you know, twice as many, twice as many users exposed to them
0: right how do you keep those guys happy i mean my uh, where i come from is is just straight direct response where it's it's all every dollar's got a count and all that kind of stuff um and when you're doing that you're 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 selling i mean like in 99 you know that was a great time to be selling inventory because it was the the cpms were very high but they they seem to go up and down like like stocks Um, right how, how do you how do you handle those guys and keep them happy and you know get them feeling like they're getting value and how do they know they're getting value
1: I mean, it, it comes down to you have to demonstrate. it does Anytime there's money involved, you have to demonstrate an ROI. <laughs> um, and so, increasingly, there are tools uh, to help do that on the web. I mean, certainly, there are better tools than, than than exist in traditional media when you barely know how many people are even watching it, uh, <laughs> um, watching your ads. Um, but they have brand lift studies that they do. There's a whole bunch. Of, there's a whole cottage industry of people who do ad effectiveness. Um, you know, and at the most base level, a lot of times it's just how many people you know, went over to my site and pure click through. um, You know, there's, you know, there's how many people viewed the video with your video views. Um, But, and then there's, you know, complete third-party studies, which, you know, they they can survey an audience um, and find out how many people, you know, knew beforehand and how many people know afterwards. Uh, So it really is, you know, it's it's a lot less tangible in certain ways, but, you know, there are certainly tools where people are trying to measure their their ROI. And if they don't feel that they achieved, you know, the the proper ROI, it just, it ends up a, they end up not coming back. Unfortunately for us, I think we have almost 100% hit rate on, on return advertisers. So um, we're definitely doing something right.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, I like your site.
1: Uh, Here we go. But you're, you're, again, I, I like you're I not pay out
0: paying. I I've I'm among your four visitors a month, I think. Here we go. Four, four times going back. I mean, no, I do see videos on it. Um, and so would you, have, would you ever see that the branding guys that the, that the CPMs are paying will drop and they'll become more um, return-purchased, or do you think things will go where they are today? Um,
1: I absolutely believe that on the average CPMs will drop for um, remnant inventory because there's going to be an endless supply of remnant inventory to a certain extent. <laughs> um, I think what we try to offer is a really premium-engaged experience, um, where we can get you in front of an audience and hopefully transfer some of our brand equity over to you and put you, um, you know, and offer a suite of services, which, which as we said, help, help really introduce your brand to any of the users of any of our properties. And so we're finding that CPMs for premium value audiences are going up, um, but it's because it's so much harder and so much more work to provide the kind of access that we do. So... Yeah, you know, it, it's the, the challenge for us is continuing to maintain the same level of quality as we have um, as we grow. But if you can, you know, there'll always be a premium paid for, you know, stuff that advertisers are pretty confident are going to work for them. Um, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, it does. Um, and when I, I talked with Aaron about this on on the last call, and he suggested that. Um, it, 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 there is uh, there is a lot of time and effort that goes into putting these deals together and very, each one is like a custom deal and so it's a high value custom deal for each advertiser um which therefore you can present justifying a high value
1: yeah and i think you know it's i think one of the benefits of of break and the fact that we own you know we, the fact that we own properties and you know the properties that we own are scale and have you know great loyalty is it's easier to justify that um you know, you're not looking at anything we're doing and saying, oh, we're dealing with, you know, 500 sites or, um, you know, it is, it is. you know, w- in a lot of ways, we, we feel like we're trying to build a, a, a Viacom of the Internet <laughs> where we have very strong branded properties, each with their own audience. And what we're doing is we're aggregating it from a sales perspective.
0: Right. And so to, I, I noticed you cross-promote on your site, so that's partly, you, you, I imagine you'll start some more sites before too long, won't you, and just keep cross-promoting them? And, and see yeah,
1: I mean, as long, as long as they keep being successful. I mean, it, we, we came out of that with such big, you know, with, with three properties that were so massively successful, we, we, try, we try not to get arrogant about it because, hmm. you know, just because you've been successful three times doesn't mean you know, your fourth one will be a hit. So we're not exactly, you know, jumping out to create another 10 sites. We want to make sure we, we do these right and that, you know, they're not just, you know, one-month wonders. Um, right. So I think if in a couple of months these all have great traction, uh, con- continue to have great traction, then then absolutely we'll we'll try to figure out what's next.
0: But so on, on break, for example, you don't have like a membership program or anything, any extra benefits? You're not collecting emails or doing any of that sort of stuff?
1: No, I mean, that's part, you know, you can register. You have to register to do a bunch of stuff. Um, and we do collect emails and we do, you know, we get, you know, I think we have well over a million registered users. You know, it could be even closer to two million. Um we've not begun monetizing it yet, so I haven't really tracked it to be honest. <laughs> um, and I think over time, you'll see more and more reasons to become a member and you know, to and I, I think you'll see not only us, but probably most sites within a few years have that premium distinction um, in their membership levels because you know, it makes sense. You, you know, it, it's like any business you want to differentiate your best customers. Um, and so the question is, what value can you provide someone in order for them to do that? And that's you know, what we're working through right now.
0: Yeah, with Fark, I mean, that's, I, I keep talking about Fark because I've talked with Drew quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And his um, his side is just status. They they like to have that little extra status. I think there's a couple of other little things, but that's the
1: main one. Um, yeah, and, but I mean, it, it, he's built a great site where, yeah, you know, and he has does, done an amazing job of understanding his audience. And so he knew exactly what status meant um, to them. You know, on, on us, it's you know we could be a you know break pro star, you know, or something, but it's not. I'm not convinced that that's enough for for the audience. Um, you know, so we're we're trying to figure out what you know what what else we can really do for them.
0: So in getting this started, did you did you ever buy media or did you you just leverage the the bad boys traffic you had in the beginning?
1: We leveraged the big boys traffic and we did a lot of you know real viral marketing. So we'd go and uh, you know we 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 get ourselves booked on radio shows and stuff like that. Did a lot of radio early on and um, you know did a lot of TV outreach and things like that and. In a lot of ways, that's what we're doing with Chicagopedia and the other properties now. Um, you know, it's a model that we know works, and so we've been really effectively you know, telling you know we know we know radio people need need to talk about stuff 24 hours a day, so we're just trying to help give them something to talk about.
0: <laughs> so yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, and that's exactly what Drew's done with, with his site. So, you, but you haven't done, I mean, you, you, there's no there's no email. I mean, how do how do people come back to your site? Is it through RSS or is it just typing in traffic and coming back?
1: Most people type back, you know, we have a we have an amazingly high direct traffic uh figure. Um I think it's something like six fifty to some sixty percent just type it in and you know, one way we can really improve is actually get better search engine optimization. Um, but we are very similar to Fark in that we've got very loyal audiences and that drives you know, I think the rest of the people that, that come that day uh, are those loyal audiences that share you know, they're the guys that share videos with their friends and do stuff like that. <laughs> um but um there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for growth in capitalizing on uh, you know, the natural trends you know, of, of the internet and other natural traffic, other traffic growth you know, mechanisms. So we just haven't we haven't done those yet.
0: Very very interesting. All right. So um, moving on then. So there's, there's the four sites, and now you're doing ad sales around those, and you're doing ad sales for another 20 sites.
1: Yep, that's correct
0: how does How does that work, and can you talk about any kind of numbers there and what kind of stuff you're doing and then who you'd like to work
1: with I mean I think you know it's uh it's all going great i mean it's because we're providing a i think a pretty solid value to to the advertisers um you know the the network and the selling on the other sites you know having said that is is all something we've done only for about eight weeks now um and so it's you know as you know from your you know from your own experiences. It's it's a matter of in, making sure that the the products you offer on each property are right, and your ability to to deliver what you promise to the advertisers are right. So we um you know we're just now going through all those processes, but there's no doubt there is you know a lot of advertiser interest, in particular on sites that are more niche. So the Cage Potato, um you know it, it appeals to you know it's a mixed martial arts enthusiast site, you know. Endemic mixed martial arts people love to advertise on there. People trying to reach manly men try to advertise on there, Um, and so it's trying to make sure that you can deliver the right kind of advertiser, the right kind of audience. Um, And you know we're we're just understanding those audiences right now because they're growing so fast. It's it's hard to get a beat on them. Um, And then the network sites, you know, those are those are you know those already have more more developed communities. And so I think what we're finding with those guys is that it's uh, it's actually fairly easy to. To try to sell them, and you know we have great advertiser interest so far.
0: And so, does this mean, like, let's say, if you do you do a deal with, deal with T-Mobile for CagePotato.com, I don't know if that's a fit or not, but let's assume that it is. Does that mean you then?
1: Probably Not off of the bat, but <laughs> no? Sorry. no, go ahead, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> uh, let's say you do a deal with uh, the UFC to advertise on CagePotato.com, um, and so and that's working there. Could you then take that? Add by and say, well, you know, you're already spending X dollars with us here. Why don't you sit pay, do it, run this on these other five sites as well? And basically you're leveraging your time and resources there. Is that you got how it. That works?
1: You got it. I think it's, it's more, it's more on the inquiry. You know, if someone, if someone says, hey, they want to advertise on, on, uh, on Caged Potato, we can say, not only can we bring you Caged Potato, we can bring you, you know, Chickapedia and, you know, Holy Taco and Break and, you know, Fret Play and Ninja Dude and all these other sites.
0: So, what yeah, are some but, of the other like? What are some of the biggest sites that you have in your network?
1: Um, you know, we've got a couple of game sites. Um, you know, Bubblebox.com is, is, a, is a very loyal male male audience. Um, Free Arcade has a very loyal male audience. Fret Play has a has a music, it's a guitar chord site. Um, you know, those are probably those are the three I personally go to the most because I like to play games <laughs> on the internet and and i like to to play guitar <laughs> so you know i'm i'm a little little partial from a you know a usage standpoint um but if you break them down into categories it it, it breaks down into games lifestyle um music um and i'm forgetting that i'm forgetting the other two categories but it's you know we try to we try to find sites that are in areas that we don't have um in you know inherent advantage in as break so we're not going to feel competitive with the properties if that makes any sense so like, oh, we're not, see, we don't, we don't really have they music. They
0: have to be similar, but not too similar, because otherwise it's a competitive issue.
1: Well, yeah, it's just, you know, they, we want a similar type of audience, but we don't, you know, we don't want to feel like we can't share our audience with the, with the network site. So, you know, one, one value of joining in with break is that we leverage the, the power of all the other properties to send more traffic to you. Um you know, if you look at our homepage, we link, you know, we rotate links into all the network partners. Um and it really is something that, you know, we're, we're very happy to do, because we feel like, Know, they're doing something better than we could do in that particular area so you know again it comes back down to what what cool the audience values down on the bottom yeah the, the audience and the, the audience benefits if we can you know show them cool products and cool sites that aren't that aren't just ours
0: now at what point do these sites work with you and what do what at what point do they say well I want to go and hire my own sales team and do this myself
1: I mean, I think as we talked about earlier, it's, you, you, have to be, you have to be at at least, a, you know, I think probably 3 million unique, unique visitors a month to even have that thought, um, because it's just so expensive. And, you know, at this stage of the game, you probably want to be closer to, to 10. Um, you know, and, and not just that, and I don't know how much you follow ComScore, um, but you have to show up pretty significantly on ComScore as well, because you could have 100 million people, but if none of them show, if you don't show up anywhere on ComScore, uh then the media buyers themselves don't see you. So uh it's it's not only do you have to have the traffic, you have to have the traffic that you know, you, you gotta hope coincides with the uh with the panel system uh that they all and use. And you had
0: problems with that? I mean Drew's always complaining that he's not being represented properly there.
1: Yeah I mean, I think anyone who's got a niche anyone who's got a very loyal audience will not be represented. So we've got massive issues and we still show up fairly high um but we've got fairly significant issues and I, I imagine Drew has an even worse issue. Um because the more loyal and the moral and you know, the more natural your you know, demographically focused your audience is, the more the panel is just not gonna register you um whereas people who show up you know who get you know who who deliver hundred percent of the traffic from Google usually show up exactly right on the panel systems um because Google well, is just the norm problem
0: is that he has a very smart user base and they are the ones that don't tend to have like, the common core spyware right. tracking thing installed, and so. You know,
1: right. No, I mean, and what kind of twenty-five-year-old male or twenty-year-old male is going to respond to a random digit dial and accept that that, that panel system, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's yeah, only if your parents. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think it's true for anyone who focuses on, you know, young men or and young people as a whole. Yeah. You know, it's just not. You know, it's not not the way our demographic functions.
0: Yeah. A little bit.
1: Uh, smart you know it's like if, if if you're doing a random digit dial of uh of people's home phones you know a lot of uh, a lot of people in our demographic don't even have a home phone, so you're not going to get them on the phone yeah.
0: so um what are some what are some other interesting things about your your site and your model and that you're doing that you can uh, share with us
1: no, I, mean, I think it's, the coolest thing about it is you know once once you have the scale um you know the cool things you can do and you know nothing makes us happier when you know, when we can launch something like Chickapedia. Chickapedia launched, you know, seven days ago, ten days ago, and it's averaging a 100,000 people a day, 100,000 unique visitors a day. Um, seven
0: days ago, and it's, it's already, uh, it's think, going Alexa No, rank. sorry,
1: it, it's uh, ten days ago.
0: And the election rank is already 70,000.
1: No, well, that, that's the three-month average. I think the, the daily election rank is much higher um, if you look at it. Oh, wow. Um, and, we, you know, we've barely linked to it from break yet. So I think it hit as high as nine hundred and ninety one day. Um, in terms of rank so it's it's you know it's gr- great that you can do that and you you have not only the you know the traffic on your your one site but on the multiple sites and then you have the the in-house marketing knowledge to do that and so that's probably the most exciting thing is you know once once you get to the level where you actually have time to do these things i um, mean remember it took us you know, we've been around since you know essentially oh four end of oh four and it, it took us till you know the late 07 to launch a second property <laughs> Um, so, it takes a while to get there, but once you're there, you really can start having some fun with 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 your properties and what you what you 're doing with them
0: do you ever um have problems with peak traffic like, i mean you guys must know more than just about any one of it than at handling spike traffic
1: <laughs> no i mean it 's you know you buy, you have to yeah the problem is it costs a lot <laughs> to prepare for it but you can't you can 't do anything other than you know spend more money and have the right equipment so that when something happens um you're in great shape, but, but I mean also that, that just goes, it's, it goes back to if you have to have the money and you have to have success somewhere to be able to afford service. So if we had launched Chickapedia and didn't have the money and didn't know that we, you know, we might get a hundred thousand people, you know, a day on average and we might, you know, peak at two hundred thousand for one of the first few days. If we didn't know that, you know, if we didn't have the rest of the, the infrastructure behind us, we probably wouldn't have had the, the right, um, the right machines in place, and we the site would have been slow, and it would have gone down, and everyone would have thought it sucked, and then you would have been done. Um, so it gets back to you know, once you're in a place where you actually have a real infrastructure, you know, taking taking on all these different uh, projects becomes much more doable and easier. And as we talked about, you know, so maybe maybe we do some of the direct marketing stuff ourselves in phase 1.5 because we'll finally be in a place where we have enough infrastructure to do that. Um, but it's it's you know, in terms of our model, we're now we are very well suited to continue to launch these new media businesses.
0: Hmm. Is, there ever, is there anything that ever brings you down or to, to the limits of what you can handle? I mean, you're you now with like you know over people throughout you. You're going to be able to work through
1: it. Yeah, I mean I can't imagine that. You know, I mean we have, you know we've, you know we've had days where we've had millions of people on the site. So it's not. You know I suppose if I suppose if everyone on the internet linked to us. Um, and did a denial of service attack on us, which, you know, we'd, we'd have some problems, but, you know, there's nobody on the web except for maybe Google and Yahoo who wouldn't, um, at that point.
0: Actually, so. have you had lots of problems with DOS attacks?
1: No, no, it hasn't. I mean, got knock wood. Um I think most people, you know, most people are, are pretty good and don't try not to screw with you, so. Hmm. At least I, cool. I, that's been our experience.
0: Um so then, a last question I can think of is: uh, Let's say I have a, a product, um, and most of the guys that I know have remnant type stuff, and they want to advertise on your site. How do they? Yeah. How
1: do they do that? Uh, just shoot me an email, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get everyone together. We're always looking, like I said, we're always looking for ways to make to make more money. So. Um, so you're you know, actively looking for?
0: Looking for? You don't just want branding stuff. You also want remnant stuff.
1: I think you know we have yeah we've got people in place who you know who who whose job it is is to test things. Um, so. You know, if, you know we're like everyone else we test it if it doesn't work we you know you move on and if it works you keep doing it <laughs> um, but you know it, you know we have we've got a lot of inventory to play with as, as you as we talked about so um, you know we're always looking always looking for stuff
0: well I've got a bunch of guys that are with things that are really converting that would love to talk to you so you're, you're gonna get some emails
1: that's great <laughs> that's great um, I mean if, if we can all make more money that's perfect <laughs>
0: Cool. Um, anything else that you'd like to talk about that we haven't
1: no, this has been great. I really appreciate your time.
0: Cool. Well, thank you very much for your time.
1: Uh, thank you. This is great.